Welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence, Ask the Experts, a live bi-weekly show to help you know what to do and what's new in digital marketing for 2021 and beyond. Ask questions, suggest topics, and grow faster with actionable insights and proven strategies from the world's leading experts. Welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence, Ask the Experts. I'm Marissa Morgan, your show host and business development manager at Engage. On behalf of myself and the entire team at Engage, I want to welcome you to this week's show where our topic will be why optimizing customer experience, experience excuse me, is a must for growth in 2021 and beyond how to make that happen. And be sure to stick around until the end of the show for our Engage Marketing News of the Week. You don't want to miss it. Before we get started, I want to share that all of this valuable information today is brought to you by Engage. Engage is the world's only free forever suite of premium conversational marketing, sales, and support tools. It includes live chats, bots, um, automation, CRM, help desk, and more. So if you're missing a tool or two in your, in your business needs, Engage has you covered, whether you need a tool or two or the entire suite. With Engage, you get the latest technology and all of the tools are free forever. No locks, no upgrades, and no limits. After the show, make sure you hop over to www.engage.com to check out our entire suite of free forever tools. Okay, let's get started with today's topic, which is why optimizing customer experience is a must for growth in 2021. We have a very special guest who is joining us all the way from Honolulu, to share with us how we make that happen. Please welcome our guest, Richard Weilman. If you don't know Richard, you need to know Richard. Richard is an award-winning CEO. He is an international best-selling author. He is also a philanthropist. He is a man whose extraordinary insights on business growth and creating consumer advocacy have been called Brilliant by Christopher Forbes, vice chairman of Forbes Media. He serves as chairman of Wildman Consulting Group, where he and his team partner with organizations to better understand their customer and build a brand of distinction. He is also the CEO and a chief development officer for the Wildman Center for Excellence in Practice Management. That is an online learning platform that is utilized by 9,000 financial professionals each month to acquire more clients, increase revenue, and grow their teams. He is the author of three international bestsellers, the latest of which, The Power of Why Breaking Out in a Competitive Marketplace, is available in seven languages and is also a CEO Reads bestseller. Richard has been recognized by the Ingati CX as 2020's thought leader on how to elevate the customer experience. He is also a board member of the United States Luxury Institute, whose primary mission is firsthand research to enable organizations to better understand today's consumer. And today, he is going to provide you with actionable insights on how to optimize the customer experience, which is a key differentiator in business business success in 2021 and beyond. Please join our conversations today. And if you have a question for Richard, be sure to drop it in the comment section so that we can answer it for you. Richard, quite the introduction. I had to share it all because that is 
that is an introduction. Welcome to our show. Thank you for sharing your valuable time with us. Well, aloha, Marissa, and all of our dear friends and friends of Engage for joining us today. It's just a privilege to be with you. And I will say, Marissa, just the fact that you have a free suite, uh, who does that? Only Engage. And it's just wonderful that you're doing everything you can to help people to not only engage, but to elevate their experience that their customers have with them. So thank you for the privilege of being with you today. You are so welcome. Well, I appreciate you taking a break from your probably 132 emails this morning to join us. And you're joining us from Honolulu. I want to take a minute and just join or just share where some of our audience members now are joining us from. Corrine D'Onofrio is following the show in Connecticut. Teodora says hello and greetings from Romania. Let me pop these up. Yes. Romania. Corrine from Connecticut is joining us. And Mauricio is joining us all the way from Brazil. And Richard Fox just chimed in. Aloha, Richard. Richard, where are you joining us from? Please share in the comment section and let us know. And if you're tuning in, whether it's on Facebook or live on LinkedIn today, leave us a note in the comment section and let us know where you are joining us from. We'd love to say hello or aloha, is Richard. Aloha. Aloha. All right. Well, let's jump into just a little bit about you, Richard. So our audience this morning or today, depending on where you are in the world, right, this afternoon or this morning, so um, so they can know a little bit more about you. Let us know how you got into consulting and really speaking at conferences all around the world. Well, very just very briefly, um, I was very involved with Rolls-Royce for many years, uh, built an award-winning Rolls-Royce dealership network. Um, and then after that opportunity, I was uh, privileged to participate in the startup of a magazine called The Rob Report, a essentially a lifestyle uh, magazine for the affluent lifestyle. Mm. And I was very involved in that. And then after that liquidity event, uh, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I was, you know, I just thought about it, prayed about it. And it just hit me that, you know, I should speak about how to grow your business. We had been very fortunate long before the internet to take a magazine that had eight or 900 people to a newsletter to 55,000 people in four years of subscribers. So that's really, and someone asked me to speak at a conference and I spoke for 45 minutes. I answered questions for an hour and it hit me. I thought, most people don't really understand how to market themselves, set themselves mm-hmm. apart and connect with the consumer. So that really began my journey. I was going to do it for six months. Here we are <laughs> 25 years or 30 years later. And uh, we're a long way from where we started, but uh, been very privileged to have that opportunity. Thank you. Oh, of course. And today you're going to share some amazing insights on how to optimize the customer experience. So I want to ask you, what is the most common problem that your clients are looking for you to solve? Well, it's an interesting question because of what's happened even before the pandemic. I mean, we can the pandemic has obviously really heightened the need to connect with uh, consumers or customers at a different level. But the big issues that we hear is, how do I set myself apart with my brand? Most brands are all about the company, the product, because you know the truth is most companies are in love with their product and their platform. What the consumer is in love with is the experience and the outcome that they're going to achieve. So that's mm. likely one of the biggest topics. And the other is, we, I get a lot of requests to build custom material for sales, marketing, and service professionals. And we do that. We develop a lot of educational material to help people really segment their book as a business, segment their customer base. The sad truth is most marketing departments today are still trying to segment by demographics instead of segmenting based on how people network and communicate. And of course, you've probably seen the last survey, 87% of people, even around the world, belong to some organization that supports what they do for a living, recreation, or special interest. And 71% of those people say they want to work with a provider in their network. So those are issues we get a lot of conversation about. How do I set my brand apart? How do I elevate the customer experience so that I'm seen as distinct? And how, do, how can I really build educational or deliver educational material that gets us away from the old school practices? You know, the sad truth is many co- companies and individuals are still copying 
so-called best practices. And uh, the truth of the matter is those are old school. Things have changed dramatically in today's environment. Thank you. So your customers are looking for ways to stand apart, right? Do you find that that's the same in all industries and in all company sizes? Yes, and it's because if you really think about it, most products and services have become commoditized, whatever <laughs> business you're in. And so as a result of that, the issue becomes, how do I set myself apart or set our firm apart or set my team apart? Because we know now that it's six to seven, depending on the number, six to seven times more expensive to acquire a new customer than it is to retain mm -hmm. the existing one. The challenge then becomes is why would somebody want to engage, we'll use your wonderful words, engage with me, my company, my firm. May I give you a quick example? Walmart's a classic example. Now, when the new CEO took me, not so new now, two and a half years ago, for years, Walmart was low prices every day, low prices every day. The very first thing he changed was, we're going to stop trying to convince people to engage with us. What we're going to do is set ourselves apart. We're going to talk to the consumer and tell them what they can accomplish here at Walmart. So he changed everything. And he went away from low prices every day trying to convince people. And he moved to save money, live better which is what you accomplish at Walmart. And if you that's look at what everybody numbers, wants too. And that's yes. the message, low right? Prices every day. Let's, let's compete on low prices every day. Why would you want to do that? That's like saying we're in a financial planning business. You, no, you're not. You're in a helping people get their financial life and balance business. Thank it you. makes complete sense. And it seems so obvious, but that's where you come into play. You help businesses sometimes probably see the obvious. And today we're talking about optimizing customer experience, which right. as a customer myself, and I, we are all customers and consumers, from our point of view, that seems like an obvious thing. Why wouldn't a business want to make the best customer experience, right? Seems obvious, but obviously a lot of people need help. So we're going to talk about actionable ways that people can help optimize the customer experience in just a moment. I want to say hello, though. Everybody is chiming in. I've got Facebook blowing up on my phone. I've got LinkedIn blowing up. So I want to say hello. So uh, Nicole is tuning in from San Diego. Thank you so much for joining us, Nicole. Richard Fox, who said hello earlier, said, don't forget Canada. Exactly. Chris is visiting us this, today from Hotlanta. And Rich is joining us from Newport Beach. We've got New Orleans in the house, northern New Jersey. Boca Raton is joining us. Also, Iowa. Thank you so much, Tom. Thank you all so much for joining us. If you have questions for Richard, go ahead and drop them in the comment section so we can add them to our live show. All right, Richard. It's what everybody wants to know. You have sure. been globally recognized as a customer experience influencer. <clears throat> Love that title. Why is the customer experience so important for companies and individuals to focus on today? Let's let's really dive into to the meat and the potatoes, right, of today's show, because everybody is eager to hear what you have to say. Okay, thank you for that. So level set, value is determined by the consumer, by the client, by the customer. That's who determines value, not, not, not the company, not the sales rep, not the marketing department, not the service department. Value is determined by the client, the customer in today's marketplace. So then the issue becomes what really, how do they define value? Because with all due respect, it doesn't matter what we think. All that matters is what the consumer thinks. That's why we're a research-based consulting firm. We're not going to send out surveys. We're going to call people on the phone and ask them specifically, what does this mean to them? And here's what consumers have told us. They said, number one, if you elevate the customer or client experience with me, it sets you apart. Number two, it builds brand loyalty. I become loyal to your brand. Number three, I'm an advocate for your brand. Number four, I will introduce friends of mine and people I know to your brand because why? Because the experience is elevated. Now, here's the challenge. A lot of people think that, a, that an elevated experience is just giving good service. In our many, many interviews, we have uncovered the fact that good service is a minimum requirement in, with the customer today. Uh, Amazon, many other firms have a level set this. You get something from Amazon that doesn't work, you send it back, no charge, no issue, complete refund, Whole Foods, down the road we go. So here's the real topic. 
in terms of that. So how, how, what does the customer say? What do the consumers say an elevated experience is? Well, it's a perception based on every single touch point they have with an organization and every touch point on a consistent basis. So those touch points, whether it's an email, whether it's a phone call, whether it's an engagement with a sales individual, whether it's engagement with marketing, they want personalization, humanization, that connection. So what is it? It is a perception the consumer receives that they feel based on all the touch points that they have with a firm. And let's not forget that you actually deliver the outcome that you promised when we first engaged. One last point, you know, we're on a research hub and I just saw this PwC, I don't even know if it's been published yet, but PwC, they're a professional services group, do a lot of, how should we say, um, research. 80%, 80% of consumers now say that the experience they have with a company, with a sales rep, with the marketing department, with a company, with those individuals, is the number one reason that they continue to do business, 80%. But it's a perception based on their psychological needs. And people have six psychological needs and you've got to pay attention to these things. It's not just emotional intelligence. Those are the things that, go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh no, go ahead, no, go ahead and finish. No, up to you. Yeah, up to me. So no, I'm just, this is so interesting because again, you're, it, it almost takes it right back to the Walmart example, but, Customer experience is all based on the perception of the customer, right? So you just touched upon the importance of actually reaching out to the customer to find out what their needs are. But also, it's whether a a, a customer chooses to do business with a company is all based on their customer experience, right? Um, They're loyal to a company when they feel understood, when they feel respected, when they feel like the company is looking out for their best interests. So what's most important is customer experience. And that is to maintain a customer. And then what's most important for a customer is customer experience. And that's why they choose to continue to do business with a company. It's almost like a a full circle there. And it's the one thing that's in common for both the company and the customer. Right. When you talked about, um, how that customer experience makes the difference. And it's the interactions, for instance, with the salesperson, right? Or a manager. Um, What do you think are some of the ways that companies today can improve that experience, can improve that interaction between, for instance, a sales agent and the customer or a manager and a customer or any employee for that matter and a customer? How can companies improve the interaction? The most important thing in this whole process is you've got to get on the other side of the table. You've got to sit on the other side of the computer. You've got to sit there and ask yourself, okay, now if I were doing this, if I were logging in, if I was engaging with a sales rep, how would I want to be communicated with on a consistent basis? How do I want to be engaged? How do I really want to be, shall we say, feel as though I'm building a portfolio of memories with this company? Mm-hmm. So there are many things that, that companies and individuals can do. But the most important thing is, is to get on their side of the table and think from their point of view. So just to give you an example, uh, we worked with the second largest bank in Israel on a rebrand of their wealth development business. And then they were launching the new website. So they sent us, you know, here's the screenshots. What do you think? First thing it hit me was up in the right-hand corner, it said, my account. I looked at that and said, well, nobody wants to be an account. Mm-hmm. How can I be a person? Right. So we went right back to him and said, well, let's get rid of my account and just put in my, in their case, my Liumi. And guess what? People love it. They can go there and click it. I'm not an account. This is my, this is my home right here. My Le- I can me. click on that and get there. So that makes an impact. I'll give you another example. We worked with uh, the Minnesota Vikings when they built a new stadium. And, you know, they were 17th in NFL revenue, not the winning, you know, they, they, they weren't winning Super Bowls. They were just doing a good job. But many, many things they could do to elevate the experience. Like 
widen the parking spots that people paid a premium for to park next to the stadium so they don't get their doors dinged and you can get a 50 to 100% premium on the price. When they come through security, instead of just having security that people are reluctant and the kids get annoyed about, put a sign over security and said, you must pass through here to be a certified Vikings fan. And then the kids get a sticker. Well, the kids are just excited to get in line to go through security because they can now get a sticker and be a certified Vikings fan. And another example of Freddie Stakeworker and Custard, uh, just by the way, last year won the National Restaurant Award. I'm so proud of all those people there. And, and for those of, uh, for everybody tuning in, they are one of your clients, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what did they do? So they developed a, a process called the Freddie's Way. And Freddie's, I think Freddie's 98 now. He started, the, and it's a small franchise, but they just last year won the Fast Casual. They beat everybody, Smashburger, all of them. And how did they do it? Because they built a tremendous fan base. And why did people go there? Yeah, the steak burgers are great. The custard's unbelievable. <laughs> but the real reason that people, based on our interviews, is because they had a wonderful experience there. People engaged with them and at a deep personal level. And they allowed them to have the flexibility on the menu, et cetera. I mean, I could give you many examples, but there's <laughs> so many things you can do. Could I give you one more? Uh, you know, my latest book, The Power of Why, Breaking Out in the Competitive Marketplace. Um, I had a book launch party in, that a client threw for me in Florida. And this individual came up to me. He said, Richard, I run a restaurant and um, uh, in Fort Lauderdale. I'm in the financial district, but boy, it's really tough. These financial people pour out of the buildings at 1130 and they pour back into the buildings at 130. But gosh, there's so many restaurants. I just have a hard time really building a solid base. He said, our food is good. I said, well, what's the number one thing people do when they come to your restaurant? And he said, well, they don't talk to each other. They're on their phones. I said, okay, there's your answer. He said, what are you talking about? I said, well, why don't you put in all the way around the restaurant plugins and have your servers come up and offer a basket of cords so that the individual can plug their device in, whether it's a laptop, whether it's a phone, whatever the case might be, so they can what? So they can make sure that they can stay charged up, they can stay connected, et cetera. The word will spread like wildfire. I got an email from him three months later. He was like, oh, my God, people come in here. He said, I got a line at the door because they want to be on their devices. They're checking their emails. They're talking to their spouses, their whatevers. And he said, the bottom line is they all want to plug in. I painted the cords red and my servers come over and said, this will help you keep your phone hot. So you just touched on all these great examples of how different businesses, clients of yours have really gone above and beyond to create a better customer experience. Right. Since I'm here with Engage, right? And Engage offers a suite of free tools to help companies. Right. Let's just talk a little bit about some of the digital tools that companies can now use to improve their customer experience. You said that you have to be on the other side of the table where, where you're thinking about what the customer wants, what the customer needs, what the customer expectation is. Let's talk a little bit about being where the customer is. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm thinking like multiple channels. Uh, they're on social media now. They're on their cell phone. And let's talk a little bit about how we can use multiple channels and then also the use of a CRM to note information about your customers and be able to... Great remember point. their birthday and things like that. Let's talk a little bit about multiple channels and the CRM and how those tools can help companies, especially in this digital age, improve the customer experience. What a wonderful question. The, the reality is that the, the great myth is that people do not want to share their information. They want their privacy. Well, the truth of the matter is, particularly, particularly the, the millennials and disease, they are willing to share their information with brands that they really feel they have a connection with. They really feel they can, shall we say, trust and they become advocates for it. because this, this is an old practice mindset that people won't share their information. They're concerned about privacy. Well, of course they are. They don't want you know, to broadcast their information across the Internet. But if you're my client, if, if you're a customer with whom I'm doing business, if you're a brand with whom I'm doing business, I'm more than happy to share my information because I want you to personalize and humanize the connection. So yeah. the issue is on social media, people will capture someone's email address and then they'll start blasting them information. What they need to do instead 
is to capture that information in their CRM. Okay, I have your name, Marissa. Marissa Morgan, here's your email. Got it. Now, what should be the next thing? I should not just connect and then start pitching you. Mm. What I need to do is reach out to you and say, what are some of the things that you're interested in? What are three things that we can do at our firm to bring you an elevated experience? Mm. What are three things we can do to help you solve any issues that we perhaps have a solution for? How can we help you expand your network on Facebook and LinkedIn? Or, I mean, make a list here, meet up. There's a whole a Twitter, whatever the case might be. Mm -hmm. The point is, the, the, what happens is that marketing departments, media departments, digitization today has disconnected people on the relational side of the business. And relationships drive revenue. All mm -hmm. the firms we work with, I mean, I'll say, what's the first thing you send them? Well, we have an onboarding process with all these questions. Could we stop for a minute? Could we ask questions about... What are the organizations you belong to? How do they network and communicate? What do you do for recreation? What are your special interests? And the reason we want to know that we want to build a lasting relationship with you. And perhaps we can bring you some insight or we can bring you some information that will enhance the experience you have in the organization that you're involved in, the recreational pursuit example. And you can give an example. And you know what people do? They're like, oh my God, let me tell you exactly what I'm in. They can't <laughs> wait to share it. Why? Because people love to talk about their networks. But again, the mindset in most marketing departments, CRM, the running CRM, even in sales departments, it's like, let's focus on the trans transaction, boys and girls. Let's run the demographics. And what they need to realize is if you can build a human connection with people, people want to engage. They want to share the information. And they're like, oh, my God, I know I'm now in the right place. And that's what an elevated experience does. It tells people I'm in the right place with the right provider. And that's a game changer in terms of distinction. Is that helpful? Oh, this is so helpful. If you are watching right now and the information that Richard is sharing is helpful to you, let us know because he just, it's so, it seems so simple to me, Richard, and you would think that companies would just get it. It Like we shared earlier before the show, you and I, we were talking about what does, it's not the function of a job that you do, right? That's important. It's it's how you're helping somebody. Um, what was the example you shared with the, um, like a railroad company? You said when, when you ask, go ahead, you share your example. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, it's it's kind of like, uh, I mean, it doesn't matter what business you're, I mean, we could pick mm -hmm. one. Uh, yeah. If you're in the, uh, uh, let's say uh, you're in the, uh, uh, you're a financial planner. Well, you're not in the financial planning business. You're not in the investment business. You're not in a restaurant business. It's like saying railroads are in the railroad business. No, they're not. They're in the helping their customers get their product to the right location business. Right. And that's what people want to know. But when you talk to the average salesperson, what business are you in? Uh, well, we're in a software business. Mm -hmm. Great. Now, let me Google that. Oh, yeah, we got 1,200 that came right up on my screen right now, software business. You're not in a software business. You're helping people connect, whatever. You're helping people to build a bridge business. You're in a business of, so there's, the people today don't care what business you're in or what it's about. All they care about is what's the outcome I'm going to re receive. And that's why the experience becomes important because experience tells people that not only are we focused on you, not by just giving good service, but we're focused on you because we want to build a portfolio of memories. We want to personalize and humanize. We don't want to treat you as an account. We want to treat you as the customer, someone's near and dear to us. That's the differentiator for people today. Is that helpful? So helpful. And it takes me right to the CRM. And if you're not familiar with the term CRM, CRM stands for Customer Relationship Management. And it is a tool that we have, you know, at the Engage uh, site right. for you to use for your company, customer relationship management, customer relationship management. You can't have a customer that's having a good customer experience unless you build the relationship with them. And you can use the CRM, like Richard was just saying, to remember things like their birthday if you're in the food and beverage industry and on their birthday, send them a coupon to come in and dine at a discount. You can use a CRM to, you know, gather information 
through surveys about what the customer wants and be able to make those notes and organize them. Like you said, Richard, not just demographics. That's not important, their age range or their location, because there's a lot of, well, I don't want to disclose my age, but there's a lot of people in my age range that are female that live in my zip code. We don't all want the same thing. So that is why creating a customer experience that is specific to each customer is so important. Speaking of creating a great experience, I do want to optimize our time together and say hello to Patrick, who is tuning in from Fort Worth. Thank you so much for joining us today. Jeffrey, who is tuning in from San Jose. Thank you so much. And I have two really nice comments and a question, I believe, here. Rich uh, wanted to say, longtime listener, first time caller today. Love that you're doing this today. What are some of your favorite lifestyle events you've seen people do during COVID? And any ideas you have about COVID resilient activities people are doing moving forward? Rich, I'm going to go ahead and say, I think you mean business related. Oh, no, he says lifestyle events. But no, do you I have anything you want to say oh, about yeah. This is great. Hey, Rich, good to have you on with us and a good friend and uh, a brilliant marketer in your own right. So very quickly, in terms of lifestyle events, anything that connects with them at a deep emotional level, because we need to realize that today people want security, not just economic security. They want emotional security. So what does that really mean? All right. As an illustration, you can do things like a flight of bourbon. Just make sure that the people that you do send the invitation to to do that, where you bring a, a bourbon expert on to share the various, let's say, three, four, five different flights of bourbon. You can send those and they have them. Just make sure you're sending them to people that drink alcohol. Now, people go, ha, 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 but I've got a situation right now in Tampa, Florida, where these this couple are do not drink. And they've been sent three invitations and they're now about to move their $17 million to another company because they're not listening to them. So that's one. Secondly, golf, um, anything you can do with golf, like testing the swing, et cetera, with the new AI formulas that are available now, people can actually go on camera, do a swing, and a golf pro can actually sit there and critique their swing. That's been a huge input increase in terms of experience. So you want to personalize and humanize. And there's many more that I can share with you. But things like bourbon flights, having a cooking show, share the recipes. The most important thing about any event you do like that is you want to have a post strategy. So if you have a chef, then share his or her, um, shall we say, recipes with the audience that's there. If you're going to do bourbon flights, great. Then send out. Not just that, not just show the bourbon flight and have them improve in it, but also ways in which they can buy their per, their their shall we say um, uh, favorite bourbon and how they can get that. You can do wine tastings online. Do the same thing with a flight of wine tasting. That's always been helpful. Another thing that people are interested in is clean comedy. They'll come on if they can get to laugh with a belly laugh and enjoy it. It's great. What is that? Because people today in many places that are still essentially locked down. They haven't had the opportunity to be entertained. Yeah, they can go on Netflix. By the way, Netflix, if you don't think personalization and humanization is, is important, then please <laughs> tell me why Netflix allows you to personalize your viewing. And mm -hmm. as a result of that, their usage numbers are through the roof, including with my good friends you know, in Asia. And I know we've got lots of people on from Asia. It's 2.30 in the morning in Singapore. Thank you all for coming. <laughs> but there's the reality. The reality is all these little lifestyle things make an impact on people. Now, what's going to happen after COVID? All right, here's what we now know. And I think it's early. I think it's early. So I think this number is a little flawed. But 52% of the people that we've surveyed, about 2,000 people, when I say surveyed, we're talking about phone calls that are people that we are connected with will ask them to call three or four clients, ask these three questions. Because surveys are good, but people, when you get them on the phone, it's a different conversation and you get the emotion. So that's how we do it. A little unusual. People think we're nuts, but it works. But here's the thing we found. 52% of people said they still, after they're, let's say, vaccinated or whatever, heard there's all this stuff out there. Here's the important thing. They're saying, 52% said they still will want to do meetings via, let's say, technology, Zoom, whatever the case mm -hmm. may be. I think it's flawed. I think that number is going to come down. But here's the important thing. People have become comfortable on screen, on camera, doing things, attending events. And that will continue. Now, now here's the other thing. 
the thing that floors me is how many people I have talked to. And I said, all right, you've opened the office, et cetera. Most of the people in your whatever area, you got clients that want to come in. Are you doing a welcome back to freedom party at the office? And they're like, why would I do that? I said, why wouldn't you do that? I mean, seriously, invite them to your store. We're reopening. We're, I'll give you a good example. Uh, very quick. Um, let me think. Uh, you are in, you're in California. So, okay, I'll give you an example. May 10th, I'm going back to the mainland, to my home in Sarasota, and our office is there. Here's the important thing. I go to a place called uh, the Grill in the the Grill in the Alley in Beverly Hills. Wonderful restaurant. It's one of my favorites in the world. They just reopened. My software team is in California, so they're going to join me. I'm going to take them out to dinner. Exciting! All right. So I call over there. All right. And what did they do? They're having a huge welcome back party. It's going to be the. Uh, it turns out the day that I'm there. The, the, yes, social distancing, all that. But what are they doing? They're welcoming people back by giving them what shall we say, not only an elevated experience, but they're they're having special entertainment. They're, uh, here's your free bottle of wine. I mean, all kinds mm -hmm. of things. I talked to Pam. Now, what, why is that important? Because what they're really saying is we've been thinking about you and they're welcoming people back to, to at least a reality where they can engage with people. So I would just encourage you, Rich, to think of along those lines. What's going to happen afterwards? People are going to still want to be online. We get that. But we also know that people are going to want to have a wonderful experience where they can actually see someone in person. Long answer. Yes. Great examples, though. You touched on how you're going to use these wonderful examples, the wine tasting, the the bourbon, the, the golf idea to show your customers that you appreciate them. Because like you said, a customer who feels appreciated is going to be loyal they are going to share with their community and their network, their positive experience with you. And you're gonna know that your customer loves bourbon because you're gonna have their name and their information in your CRM, right? With notes about the activities that they enjoy, right? So you can personalize a thank you to them. May I make it one other quick thing on your CRM yeah. if I may, Marissa? Uh, the challenge with most CRMs today is that we capture, you know, name, address, phone number, email, et cetera, and what they bought. So what is the marketing team? They track what you bought. And so they keep thinking, here's what else you ought to buy. Here's yeah. other things. Here's the piece that's missing. CRMs, most of them, I know the Engage piece does, there's others out there, Salesforce, et cetera. They have modifiable fields. What your sales team needs to do, they're the, right out there, face-to-face, kneecap-to-kneecap, video-to-video, with the consumers. So they need to not just capture what they buy and what they want to buy, but they need to capture what are the organizations, what they're recreational, uh, what are they passionate about, and capture that information. That needs to go into a CRM. So when you do a flight of bourbon, you're inviting people that really are, shall we say, um, appreciative of that opportunity. And, you know, Marissa, you mentioned sending birthday cards. Well, okay, birthday cards are good, but how about anniversary cards? This is the happy anniversary. Six years ago today, we had the opportunity to be able to send you whatever. That's the date they bought something the very first time. That anniversary should be recognized. How about if you find out at your sales rep that their child just made the honor roll? Why isn't that in the CRM? If you go to Bergdorf Goodman in New York, which is, you know, six stories, a little, you know, uh, shall we say, uh, small retail space. But the bottom line, if you want to buy something for your child, for your grandchild or for your child, they're going to ask you, oh, uh, is this for, yes, it's for Martha's birthday. Great. When's her birthday? Oh, it's April 19th. Wonderful. They say, how old is she going to be? She's going to be seven. I'm <laughs> so excited. It's going to be great. Well, good. What you don't know, that's going into the CRM. They're writing it down or the minute you leave, they're getting right. it in the system. They're standing there asking this as you're checking out, typing like crazy. And guess what's going to happen? Next March 1st, you're going to get an email and maybe even in-person catalog that said, now we know that she's about to have her next birthday. Here's some items we selected that you might be interested in so that you can really show her how much you love her. Remember those two words, so that you can show her how much you love her. And what do people do? Let me get right on that. <laughs> they personalize and humanize. That's the difference. What are the children's names? What's the dog's name? All of that comes from the personal interaction the sales team have. It's not about buying fifth and sixth and fourth and first party data. It's about the data you capture, not through a survey, but make a phone call. Mm -hmm. We just did a firm, uh, a, a company in the, the Midwest. 
they wanted to rebrand and now they had hired people. They had, they were in $6 million into it and they were, they were struggling. And the CEO called me and said, what are we, why aren't we getting this? I said, well, have you talked to any of your customers? Well, we have a marketing firm we hired and an advertising firm and they've, they've really uh, worked with us. I said, that, that the question is, did you call your clients? He said, well, well, no, we don't need to. I said, stop right there. You need to. And he said, well, you know, they said they've surveyed 2000 of our customers. And so stop. Let's call 100. We'll just call 100. Let's get your, you call some. We'll call, call 100. And we're going to give you the questions to ask. We called those 100 clients. And you know what the client said? There's nothing about the product, nothing about the service. You know what they said? The reason we do business with you is because you help us protect what we value most. That's a whole lot different. That's a whole lot different than product. That's a whole lot different than price. Right. It's all about the outcome they've got. And then they would go on. How would you describe the experience? I love it. They know my name. <laughs> I know. I love it. They write to me personally with an email. And I'm going to say this to you, Marissa. Here's the problem. My first, initial, my first name is Charles, which I do not use. My dad was Charles. And I was an orphan. You know, my mother died in S5. My dad died in S6. And I lived in 19 foster homes, went to 11 different schools. And so pe people ask me all the time, well, how... You know, how do you really see things from the consumer point of view? Well, I lived in 19 foster homes. So trust me, if you didn't see it from their point of view, you were probably going to have some issues. We'll leave it at that. So I had great training. <laughs> the point is, it's Charles Richard Wildman. But I use, I don't use Charles. It's C. Richard. You know how many emails I get? Dear C. Dear C. Well, really, you don't even know my name. I got an email from, a, uh, or a, from an insurance company that sent me a, a hard copy document. And on the front, it said, Dear C. Well, I read it. I thought, no, they don't even know who I am. I'm a client of theirs. Turned down, laid it down. Now, I speak a little Spanish, but on the other side, it was in Spanish. I'm like, okay, would, would you, could you at least put in the database what name I use? And maybe. And what language you speak? Would you mind if just knowing my, my primary language? Imagine right. how many people are of Hispanic origin or Chinese origin. Pick one. And they get it in English. So it's basically on your desk and then it's in the cubicle on the floor, also known as the trash can. Oh, well said. So when you talk about elevating the experience, it's not just, you know, uh, having a good CRM and then some good data in. What it is is really finding out about the individuals with whom we do business. And people say, well, Richard, you can't don't understand. We've got 40,000 customers. Okay, so is there a question coming here? The bottom line is the sales team is in touch with these people. Your customer service people are in touch. If I call in and I have a service question, they can say, Mrs. Wilson, thank you so much for calling. Yes, we have you right here. I can see this is it. By the way, one of the things we don't see, we're not really sure what you do for recreation because, you know, we're sponsoring different types of events around the country. And if it's something that would be a bit, and what happened? In the database, it goes. <laughs> Richard, I feel like we don't have enough time to talk about everything now that I want to talk about. I feel like we're just now getting heated up because one thing that immediately pops into my brain, too, is being able to talk with your clients in context is so important as well. When you have a system or a suite of tools and you are able to have all of your agents, right, see conversations that have happened in the past in context, what does it allow the agents to do? It allows the agents to have conversations with customers with a whole background on that customer, know what they've purchased, know um, problems they've had in the past, be able to pull up, oh my gosh, I see that you wrote to us last week regarding this topic. And I also see your birthday is tomorrow, Mr. Richard Wildman versus C, right? So things like a CRM, Things like being able to reach out to your customers via their mobile devices, multiple channels, not just brick and mortar, not just email. Wow. Being where your customers are makes it convenient. So that also builds loyalty. Being able to use tools like live chat and a CRM to talk to your customers in context. All of these things makes for a optimized customer experience, which then leads to the loyalty you talked about, customer advocacy, and all these great benefits. I want to have you on the show again, Richard, because we could talk forever. Um, but before we kind of wrap things up, we have many comments I want to make sure we get to as well. Sure. 
Uh, Richard wrote in to say hello to you and says, to this day, Richard, the biggest thing that I learned from you and still use is a handwritten thank you card mailed to clients every time they do business with me. And I always get a thank you from the client and they are surprised when they receive it. Also, everyone gets a personal phone call on their birthday. It's right. so basic, but Richard Fox, thank you for sharing with us that that is working for you. Thank you, Richard. It's really nice to hear from you and uh, from uh, Ontario, Canada, as I recall. And, you know, it, it, you're right. Sending a, 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 a handwritten note changes the game. Uh, and here's something. When I went in the Rolls Royce business long before the Internet, uh, you know, what I would do is find out uh, if, if someone died, as an example, one of my clients, or I had a widow, I would send her a dozen red or him if he was uh, um, the survivor of his wife died. I would send something on the day they die, and I'd always call to say, I just want to let you know I'm thinking of you because it was a difficult time for them. Right. Valentine's Day, I sent a dozen red roses to the house. We just love having you as a client. Now, people say, well, you can't do that if you got a thousand clients. Well, we did because not a thousand people needed it. But the important thing is, it's that sense of personal connection where people say, my God, you're thinking of me. As an example, why couldn't, if you know what that, that, what industry, what the recreation, you could set up a Google alert. It costs nothing. Just go to Google, type in Google alert. It'll pop up and you can type in their industry or their, their country club or whatever it is they're interested in. And, and you can pick frequency and once a day or, or once a week or once a month, Google will send you anything about that topic in your geographic area. You can forward it on to a client, even to a prospect and let them know, hey, I saw this, thought you might find it interesting. What do they say? Oh my God, these people are very unbelievable. Well, why wouldn't they do business with you? So I think the takeaway is after the show, everybody watching, you are going to go to engage.com. You're going to pick up our free forever suite of tools. You're going to get set up on the CRM. You're going to start inputting your customer data, uh, not just their name and their demographic and where they live, but you're going to start reaching out to your customers and you're going to get information just like Richard has shared. Find out when their birthday is. Find out details about them that can make your experience and your interactions with them more personal. And then you are going to have a customer for life. Uh, Tom says, hello, Richard. It's so, you're so great. And you're so practical as always. He says, thank, thank you. Thank you. Tom. And then Juan says building the service bridge. So, so important. Thank you for commenting in Juan. And I have another question for you, Richard, as we wrap up here, it, it is from Teodora. And I think she is tuning in from not Brazil. Ooh, I'll have to look back at where you're tuning in from Teodora. Who should be more involved in creating a high level of customer experience, the marketing staff or the HR staff? Oh, what a, this is just, uh, this is a whole show. Let me just say this. In my latest book, The Power of Why, I wrote about this in detail. Here's what really needs to happen, is we need to reset our thinking. Because what happens is all these different departments, let's say, are working in their own silo. So there's no cross-communication. So HR captures information, marketing captures information, maybe sales captures information. One of the things I've advocated for so hard, even in our luxury brands as well, I mean, all these different, you know, we're very fortunate to work on all these different industries, all these different size companies. And the one thing I get them to think about is create customer-centric teams. In mm -hmm. other words, once you segment and you know you've got people in whatever industry or whatever the case might be, then it's important for you to have cross, shall we say, cross communication teams so they can elevate the experience. So there's people in the marketing, people from sales, people from HR that are what? They're communicating about this group of clients, this group of customers, so they can elevate the experience. That's one. Two, the other thing is that it's not just the marketing department. It's not just the HR department or just the sales department. It's the collaboration of them coming together, gathering data, and then talking to one another, not in silos, but to one another as a team, what can we do collectively to elevate the customer experience? Because remember this, relationships drive revenue. Nothing else, not your product, not your service. It's the relationship you build with people and it's gotta be personalized and humanized. So get everybody involved, set up a team. And I did a whole chapter on this in, in The Power of Why Breaking Out in the Competitive Marketplace. But the most important thing is, is we have to generate real-time experiences. The only way to do that is everybody needs to realize 
that the elevated experience is not someone's assignment. It's the only way we're going to win business in the future. Great question, Teodora. And she is she is joining us from Romania. I knew it was not Brazil. Last comment I want to share before we wrap up our time together, Richard, is just Rich says he loves it. And thank you so much, Richard. Thank you. On behalf of myself and our engaged team, I want to thank you so much, Richard, for taking some time with us today out of your crazy busy schedule and just sharing these great tips about how everybody who's watching can go back and start to optimize the customer experience, which will help them to grow in 2021, especially as you mentioned, in an age where digital marketing is changing so much and they have to do this in order to be competitive and to keep up. Am I right? Absolutely right. It's, it's the only way to be distinct today. Products get people, so I've got a product that's different from everybody else. People don't want to buy difference. They want to buy distinction. And distinction is the experience. If I have a great experience, that sets you apart. It sets you apart, I'm going to socialize that like crazy and drive Oh, absolutely. Okay, Richard, big question. If viewers, and I know some of these viewers already know how to reach you because they've already shared how wonderful you are to work with. Mm -hmm. Um, how can our viewers reach you? Where can they do that if they want to reach out to you after the show? Uh, feel welcome. Feel welcome to reach out to me at Richard at RichardWeilman.com. That's W-E-Y-L-M-A-N. Richard at RichardWeilman.com. Yes, I know how to spell it. Checked into a hotel and the girl said, are you checking in? 1130 at night. I was like, yeah, I'm not touring hotels at this time. And then, of course, her next question is, can you spell your name? So, you know, think about all the words you use. Words matter. Just giving you some thoughts. So it's Richard at RichardWeilman.com. And you can feel welcome to call if you'd like. 941-828-3600. Extension 2. Uh, and then you can leave me a message if I don't answer right away. But I will come back to you. And I want to make one more point. Please. You notice I said feel welcome to call. You know how many emails I get that say feel free to call? Ah. Be gracious. When you sign your email, stop with this sincerely yours because our interviews with people said they hate it. It's institutionalized sincerely yours. And the second one they absolutely despise. When somebody signs their email, best. Use yeah. kind regards, warm yeah. regards, et cetera. Engage with me. Best what? Think from their point of view. If you're so busy, you can't put type best wishes. Are you really can't that busy? You can't type five more, five more letters. Yeah, five more characters uh, and maybe a comma or even an emoji at this point. Yeah. Versus best, best what? I got two this morning. Best. I don't know what that means. Well, no, let's let. I really want to share with everyone watching too because I have a few more comments to get to. But if you want to engage with Richard, I love that word for so many reasons. If you want to engage with, with Richard to elevate your customer data and help create your brand distinction, you can do that also by visiting Richard's website. So screenshot that. We've put that up there on the screen for you. Just screenshot it if you don't have a pen. And also, again, I'll put this right back up. You can email Richard at richard at richardweilman.com. And his phone number is there as well. So make sure you screenshot that. All right, Richard, I have to say, how do you say goodbye in, in I know, aloha is hello. How do you say mahalo. goodbye? Mahalo. 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 I have to say mahalo to Richard. Before I do that, though, let's just visit a few more comments that have been shared. Mm -hmm. All right, we have Julio who says, thank you, very simply put. And a LinkedIn user says, great stuff. Thank you, Richard, and hi to Rich. Dolly left us a really nice comment. She says, Richard, this is one of the best sessions I've heard on customer experience. I already have ideas I want to implement tomorrow. Thank you, Engage, for producing this wonderful show. And thank you for your free forever suite. Dolly, you're welcome. <laughs> And then let's see, Franklin, E. Franklin Hill left a comment, just a name, maybe tagging somebody to watch this, or maybe you know that person. So I'll throw that up there. Andrew says, mahalo. Mahalo. Oh, E. Franklin says, great insight. And oh, Paul asked for us to repeat the phone number. So I'll repeat that in just a moment, Paul. Teodora says, awesome show. Thank you so much for the valuable insights. Nicole said, thank you, Richard. 
Last comment from Christopher saying, oh, thank you, it's to me. Wishing you all the best, Marissa Morgan. Thank you so much, Christopher, for tuning in. Christopher is actually a wonderful guest host that I worked with in the TV shopping industry. He sells beautiful and he reps beautiful jewelry from the Effie company. So check out Richard online. Let me throw up Richard's phone number one more time for those of you asking. And oh, Christopher also says, thank you, Richard, as well. Wonderful. Let's get Richard's phone number up there one more time. Please also feel welcome to call him, but I wouldn't call him too too often, if you know what I mean. There's his phone number right there. And I'm going to say mahalo to Richard, but stay right here with me because I'm about to share our Engage News of the Week, Digital Marketing News of the Week. So, Richard... Thank you again so much for joining us and sharing your time. Thank and you, now Marissa. It's my privilege. Say hello to Steve for me, and uh, God bless each and every one of you. And just remember, in the end, it's all about the consumer. It's all about the customer. It's not about your product and service because relationships drive revenue, and the perception of the experience they have with you is what puts you in a place of distinction. And people buy distinction. They don't buy difference. They want to know what sets you apart. Your experience sets people apart. Thank you all very much. God bless. Take care. Marissa, thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. I don't want to make you go bye-bye, but I got to get to the Engage Digital News of the Week. So, Richard, I'll be in touch. We'll talk soon. And it is now time for our Engage Digital News of the Week. Okay, so here is what is happening right now in the world of LinkedIn and digital marketing. We're going to share with you our tip of the week which is actually a LinkedIn hack that will bring your profile, your posts, your text to life. So as I'm sure you're aware, LinkedIn text editors do not allow bold, italics, font changes, or emojis on your LinkedIn profile. However, we're going to share with you our tip of the week, which is the ability to use a Unicode text converter, such as the one I'm sharing on the screen. It's at textfancy.com. You can actually go to this website, make sure you screenshot the screen, and you can use their, their um, text converter to go ahead and add and change the fonts and emojis on your posts and your headlines on LinkedIn. Now, I just popped up an example of a post before using the Unicoder and then a post after. Check out that after post. I'm able to now put emojis and and different bitmojis into my post. I'm able to bold certain things and change the fonts. If you're tuning in right now and watching, I mean, hello, go ahead and give me a vote in the comments section. Which post is more engaging? right? It's obviously going to be the post on the right-hand side. So go ahead. I'll pop that ban- that uh, information up for you one more time. It's our digital marketing news of the week. This week, it happens to be a tip. And it is to visit this Unicode text converter website to then go ahead and change the font, uh, bold, italics, emojis on your LinkedIn profile to make your posts stand out. I hope you find this helpful. Let me check out the comments before I say goodbye to everybody. Samantha tuned in saying great show that she loves tuning in. Thank you so much, Samantha. A LinkedIn user says goodbye to Richard. Paul says thank you. And Thomas says hello, my beautiful friend. Well, I want to thank you all so much for tuning in. And if you're just tuning in and maybe missed most of the show, or you have colleagues that you, you know, that you think would benefit from Richard's insights, make sure that you visit the Engage Facebook page, or you can visit the Engage LinkedIn page. And I'll put that up there for you on the screen. Because on both pages, within a week, we will reshare the video live show and also the show in podcast format as well. Also, be sure to optimize your customer's experience with the world's only free forever suite of engagement tools such as live chat, CRM, which we just talked about with Richard, the ability to use multiple channels, be where your customers are, automation, help desk, all of those features are available at engage.com. 
And you can check that out at www.engage.com. Com. If you have questions that you'd like to ask the experts or topics you'd like to see on this show, or if you'd like more information about Engage, you can also reach out to me on LinkedIn at Marissa Morgan, or you can feel free to drop me an email at marissa.m at engage.com. I want to thank you all so much for watching. One more thank you from... Andrew, who says, thank you so much, Marissa and Mr. C. Andrew, Thomas, Paul, Christopher, Samantha, thank you all so much for tuning in to make this show such a great success. I want to thank our guest, Richard Wildman, again, for sharing his time and insights with us today. Don't forget to tune in next on Thursday, not next Thursday, this Thursday, April 15th at 12 p.m. Eastern, where we're going to discuss the biggest question in digital marketing today. And we're gonna give you answers to that question. What's the question? Tune in Thursday, April 15th at 12 p.m. Eastern. You can find links to tune in to our event on Facebook and also LinkedIn. On behalf of myself and Engage, thank you so much for tuning in today. And we'll see you here on Thursday. Goodbye, everybody.